Hello, my amazing podcast family. Hope all is well. That being said, welcome to season three, Keeping It Tall, talk show. I keep it true, admirable, and humorous. Thanks for watching. Tune in every Tuesday. And remember, God before anything. You heard me? Let's get it. Hello, my amazing podcast family. Hope all is well. That being said, welcome back to Keeping It Tall Talk Show. Yes, you know the vibes. Cheers. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys had an amazing week, okay? Last week for me was very, very challenging, but blessed at the same time. So that being said, guys, I'm so excited to be with you for another incredible episode. We're at episode seven. Wow. This is why it's important to just keep going. I can't believe we're at episode seven. That's love. You know, starting this talk show was very, very overwhelming in the first stages, you know, but I'm excited that I pushed through it. Why overwhelming? Because I'm not in the production setting that I wanna be in, but I chose to pursue because messages of the day are way more important than production. Production will come when it comes due time, but always remember to just go for it, no matter what. We need you more than anything else. That being said, congratulations, Tal. You made it to episode seven, girl. <laughs> you know, you gotta talk to yourself sometimes. But again, I'm so excited to discuss another episode here on Keeping It Tall Talk Show. You know, this is all about keeping it true, admirable, and humorous. Gotta keep the laughter going. One thing about me, I'm so blessed that I have a sense of humor. I mean, we need laughter for the soul. Trust me, okay? All love, all love, no matter what. My humor is all love at the end of the day, but it's funny too. That being said, guys, let's get into our discussion. Now, before we start, I just wanna say thank you so much for those who's been tuning in. Means a lot to me. Continue to share, comment below what you feel you like the most out of this experience here with me. Also, I just want to thank everybody who's been also working their butts off in production, whether it be podcasting, you know, TV, film, music, you know, whatever it is out there that you got going on. I just thank you for pushing through, okay? And getting things done. That being said, guys, let's get into the topic of discussion. So I wanna talk today about choosing your life over your family. Yes, that is the message and the topic of discussion. So important to talk about today because over 15 years of my life has been a sacrifice. I chose to follow my life journey, what I wanted to accomplish, what I wanted to do in life, you know, what I wanted to pursue in life. I focused tunnel vision on that 
and it canceled family and loved ones. You know, this is the prime example why relationships didn't work out for me when I was in my dating moments, you know, and of course, if I was to do a quiz on my siblings, I would probably fail. Love my siblings to the moon, but I chose my life over family. So seeing them grow and be of a distance of me has been a pain that I had to deal with for a very long time. I am blessed to know that my family loves me, but it hurts that I have lost connection and I don't have the strength to be able to really connect the way I want to, you know, and that's where I failed. So I chose my life over my family and failed. That is what we're going to talk about. Let me know in the comments, do you relate to this message? It's time to talk about it. All right, so why did I choose this topic, guys? Because this has been hurting me throughout my whole career. You know, I've accomplished a lot in the industry. I salute that. But I personally feel that there's three reasons why throughout my journey, failing to stay connected to family, loved ones, you know, and all those around me that could have supported me throughout the journey. Number one, fame monster. Me and the industry, I suffered with fame monster syndrome. What that means is I was focused only on what I was doing and what I was doing only. And if nobody was going to walk and talk the way I wanted them to in that lane, it would have been nothing to me, meaning they mattered nothing to me at all. And a prime example would be when I had actually dated someone who actually decided to help me out in the industry. But what I chose to do was focus all on me and not even focus on the relationship, you know, my thing is I'm a struggling entrepreneur. So when I'm in struggle mode, I'm in panic mode. So when I'm in panic mode, it's like, I can't focus on anything that's not telling me how to get to this point, how to get to that point, you know, because I would be around people who would want to compromise. Like one person told me once, why don't you get yourself stable first, then pursue your dreams? That bothered me. I wanted to be able to succeed through the struggle, but I wanted to like fight through the storm instead of seeking shelter, seeking security. It was like, I'm gonna be in this storm and we're gonna go. I'm going to the next event and I'm gonna do what I gotta do. And people are coming along with me you know, including, for example, the guy I dated are coming along with me in the storm, but I'm not focusing on them like, are you good? Is everything okay? Hold my hand. It's just more like, let's go, hurry up, come on. 
And what I learned is, and I had to bring that up because what I learned is, um, I mean, it took me over 15 years later to realize this because when she, once you became away from all these people that you affected and you come in isolation mode because you really push people away at this point. You know what I'm saying? Whether you push them away your own way or they you know, push themselves away, but either way, when you're in the fame monster syndrome mode, you tend to push so many people, places, things out the way that it then makes you come to realization of what really just happened. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. When it comes to fame monster syndrome, it's not that you're in a bad space, right? because it's really just focusing on the end goal. You're just tunnel vision, just trying to do what you gotta do. But the problem with the fame monster syndrome is you tend to become a real monster where it's like, get out my face, bow down to me or get out my face. The energy is on a whole nother level. And I struggled with that. And then I would complain a lot, I noticed, when people, places, and things wasn't going my way, I would trip over it. But when I really sit down and look at things, my fame monster syndrome is what pushed a lot of the support I needed. And I didn't see it that way. And all the people who really wanted to be there for me, they, honestly, I wasn't even focusing on that. Like, it was more of, I just want to get to the end goal. I don't care if I'm homeless in the streets. I'm, I'm still going to these events. I'm gonna figure it out and I want people to come along with me. Who really wants to be homeless in the streets? But in my head, I'm focusing on the tunnel vision. I'm focusing on the end goal that we're gonna be successful film producers, writers, whatever it is, you know, but we're gonna be successful in the industry. That's all I kept saying to myself. We're gonna be successful in the industry. We're gonna be successful in the industry. But I chose to, you know, fight through the storms, okay? Now, one thing I battle with, you know, to this day, but it was worse back then, is actually balancing life with my vision, with my dreams, you know what I'm saying, with my career path, you know what I'm saying? And I would run away from my problems. So when there was family problems, instead of me facing it head on, all I would say is this is slowing down my dreams. This is slowing down my vision. So I would just run away from the problems. And that was the issue with me. So what motivated me to have the, 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 the willpower to actually push through these storms, whether, whether I was homeless, struggling like crazy, you know, just battling in these storms, whatever it is I was going through, what pushed me so hard and what, like what, where the, the strength came from was me running away from pain, run away from personal issues, run away from family matters, run away from all type of things because I was not ready, you know, to get to the family issues, fix that. I wasn't focused on that. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be a star in my own ways. I wanted to be this successful dream chasing visionaire icon and that's just all I wanted you know that was my happy place my joy you know I watched a lot of lot of um shows and 
you know, Family Matters was one of them, you know what I'm saying? Bill Cosby, like it was just shows that really touched me. And then watching Oprah, and I just felt like I was just gonna be that next thing that's just gonna uplift, inspire, and just show and prove that one day I will be at that point where my family's good and we're all good and you know what I'm saying? So that being said, that's what happened. So running away from pain, just being a 100% runner is what caused me to create fame monster syndrome. So that's the first out of the three causes, okay? Now the second one, okay? This one right here, lack of structure. When you are not fully organized, okay? You have to be structured to do things. You can do all all and everything, right? You could be amazing at what you do, but if you are not structured, if it's not in a well, if it's not well organized, then that's when chaos happens because then you'll end up leaning over here where you're supposed to lean here. And the issue with that is this. For an example, let's just talk down my story. My story was I was a film producer. I was a videographer who supported a lot of brands and I decided to make this my career. The only issue with that issue with that was I was not structured due to my circumstances, okay? But instead of focusing on my circumstances to help structure and, and organize myself better, I chose to run from the pain and, and stress because my circumstances emotionally was messing with me. So, for example, you know how people will go to a bar to drink it away, you know what I'm saying? Or just go out to the club just to have a good time or just to go hang out with friends or go see somebody just to relax. You could look at it that way. Instead of me focusing on the situations that I was going through, I decided to run from the mindset of thinking about it. And what did I do? I'm leaning here, I'm leaning there. Doing what I love, of course, being that videographer, but I'm leaning here, doing production for, for this person. Leaning here, doing production for this person. Why? Because it's an opportunity, but it was more of just keeping my mind, you know, distracting my mind from my, from my reality, you know, and me just going here, going here, hopping all over the place, that's what caused chaos, which is number two of now failing, being a failure to your to your family and your career. Because once you start to become in the wrong spaces, you're building and creating more chaos. So the family matters is now having an extra layer. You have now the chaos that you're going through leaning to the wrong lanes as a videographer that now you pile that on top of the family matters. So now you really can't see family matters because now you're trying to deal with this chaos. Now you're stuck in this chaos and trying to get out of that chaos, motivated now to be organized, but now you're figuring it out. Oh my gosh, reality check. How am I going to get to that point, right? The point of finally organizing yourself to be like, in order to get to the right people, places, things, you have to, number one, have a plan, have a vision, of course, which I have, but it's not planned out correctly. The vision is there, but it's not planned out. Also, you know, 
stability. Where are you? You have to be stable in these positions. So it's like, as you can see, I was all over the place, okay? So that these are the reasons why when you try to just focus on you and block everything else out, it's not going to work out for you because the mentality that you're focusing on now is blocking everything out, which is not safe. It causes one domino effect to another. So that being said, the third and final cause, once realizing your mess ups, not reversing it. So that being said, if you keep it up, meaning now that you know what you've been doing wrong, but you keep doing it that way, know that you're gonna have an epic fail and you just have to accept it. Nothing else, you're just gonna have to accept it. So if you're, if you're okay with becoming a huge failure to your family due to you chasing after your dreams and just focusing on your own life, tunnel vision, creating yourself fame monster syndrome and so on, know that that's a choice that you made and that you just have to deal with it. You can't feel some type of way about it, you have to accept it. But if you wanna fix it, it's never too late. Now, how do we do that? Number one, talk to your family and loved ones. Tell them what you know you've done wrong, but also tell them your why, the reason why you did what you did. All about explanation. I left 15 plus years of my family's life. They had no idea because I never sat down. I was more of a fame monster where I'll say, one day we're gonna get a mansion, I'm gonna be rich. I would say things like this, but I never like communicated. I was always out in the streets because I would run away from personal problems, personal family matters. I just could not handle it. I did not have the strength to handle anything that was going through, going on with my family, loved ones, and so forth. So I ran away from my problems. I kept on going because it was my happy place. But again, running and running and running is not the good way to do anything. Now, this goes out to all those who've been going through this moment and feel like I just did a horrible job and I just don't deserve to be forgiven know that you, number one, need to forgive yourself. Once you understand your why, then that's okay. Then you just elevate, okay? We're all here to become our greatest versions of who we are destined to be. Fame monster syndrome is caused by just proving yourself all the time, <laughs> feeling like no one gets it, no one understands you, or no one believes in you. You're gonna get that, I completely understand. But fame monster comes out from the anger of just feeling that you're they're just so invisible and, and no one believes in them. And that's when it just, no, get on my face. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? I could do this alone, just leave me alone, you know what I'm saying? Like. That's when it comes out. So what is your why on becoming a fame monster? There's a why for that. And just know it's okay. Apologize to yourself for what you've done. Reach out to those if you can, just to express yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's a plus. Um, if you don't have the strength to communicate directly to these people, you can always make a video, a post, a meme, or whatever you want to do. Just apologizing to those you feel you, you hurt the most. And I'm sitting here thinking about it now, and I never realized I was a monster, you know? 
So just know, no matter how amazing you are, we all make mistakes. And there's things that we don't see at the moment because we, awful, we oftentimes walk on emotion more than logic and that's okay. But we have to realize once we get to that point, don't beat yourself up about it. Just keep it real, okay? So that being said, guys, that's me keeping it true. Now we're gonna get into an admirable moment. And before I get to the admirable moment, I just really want those out there who are battling with watching your siblings grow 24 seven without you around them. And, and it affects you, it hurts you a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just know, look, look at the bright side of things. If you're still, if you still have a connection with them, just say you love them daily, no matter what. Uh, just let them know you love them. Pray that there's going to be times where you're able to bond. Majority of us are struggling and we're not able to have that connection. And I'm talking to those ones in particularly like myself. I'm away on the other side of the world of my family. So just trying to see them when I want to is not that easy, you know. Um, and I'm still battling, trying to face... Uh, face reality hands on because I've been living in my own dream bubble for so many years that it's just hard for me to see pain and uh, just experience real life sometimes, you know, but again, uh, for those out there who can relate, make sure to at least just reach out, say, I love you. Um, say, are you okay? How's things been? It's not going to be an easy slate. You know, I know you know, it's not easy to just really keep it real at times. Nobody can really keep it real. But just try your best, you know, stay, keep God first, always pray about it, you know. But I had to talk about this because this has been destroying not only my family life, but it's been destroying my connections in the industry, you know. Um, and I truly just hope that this helps somebody today. I just want to share this, my experience and have it relate to someone out there who may be going through the same thing, okay? Um, just know that, yes, it happens, you know what I'm saying? Choosing your life over your family life can definitely destroy a lot uh, of your spirit, but if you learn how to manage things the right way, things can get better. Now, I'm not saying put your vision and your life on hold. What I'm saying is balance it. And the only way you can balance it is by management. Just It's all about just, instead of sitting around and waiting to see how you feel, don't do that. What you wanna do is really set schedules. We got 24 hours in a day. So that being said, guys, let's get to this admirable moment. So I wanted to share this moment with you guys, okay, which relates to this topic. So this here, this is me and Mona Scott. The reason why I wanted to share this moment with you guys is because on this very day, okay, I was blessed. I was invited to a exclusive red carpet event, okay? And <clears throat> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into deep detail, but I was invited to this exclusive, amazing red carpet event, and I was actually homeless. Nobody knew this. I was homeless, had nowhere to go, okay? But I had a successful night, as you can see, right? This is my equipment. I sacrificed my own money to 
become successful because I didn't finish school, which means I couldn't go to school to use their equipment. I had to sacrifice, use my own money. And the reason why I didn't finish school is because like I said before, I was running away from pain. So I was going through a lot at home and I just couldn't deal with it and my mind just wasn't focused. So I let my problems run me away from school. The good news is I'm only one semester of getting my bachelor's degree. It's just the part of me actually going back to finish. Um, that being said, guys, this right here was one of my favorite moments out of my whole industry career because my focus, my first love is film, okay? Mona Scott, this is her industry. She's in the film industry, you know, um, passionate. And shout out to Aquarius. She's an Aquarius as well like me. And for me to connect with this incredible lady, but it's more of the fact that I connected with somebody in the industry of my interest, but the genuine energy that she gave me was what mattered the most. The genuine energy, okay? When you're homeless, struggling, going through so much, and you're at an event with these incredible, iconic, legendary, just all around amazing, accomplished celebrities, and when you get this first experience of gratitude, like she was honored, happy, appreciative of my, of my presence. And it's just a vibe. You know, she appreciated my vibe. She's very laid back herself. But just to get this attention from this amazing lady, I wasn't expecting such pure love. And that meant so much to me, especially since Right after this event, I'm gonna have to go back into the streets of New York City, by the way. Yes, I was in New York City, the worst place to be homeless. And, you know, she just made my night. And I wanted to share this with you because this represents purpose and it also represents hope. That gave me hope. Just the vibes that I was getting and I wasn't even where I wanted to be. That gave me hope and that told me to, no matter my circumstances, keep going. Cause you never know what can come next. So I wanted to share this admirable moment because I want us to understand that it's okay to chase after your dreams. Just don't ignore your problems. Try your best to balance it because luckily I had a level-headed mind, but I could have been end up strung out on drugs. I could have been through like just gave up and wasn't that focused because of the circumstances that I was in. You know, especially since my dream was to become a successful film producer and, and um, just be successful in the industry altogether. Knowing that I went through this this uh, this stage of, of uh, struggle mode, you know, it could have just went all the way to the left. You know, now why was I homeless, guys? Because I chose to run away from my pain, right? Run away from my problems, so I was a runner. You know, I still small, I, I battle with it to this day, but not as much as I did before because I've been in a healing process, okay? I gave my life to, to God, so I lean more on God now. I have the feeling sometimes, and it's, it's really often just when things are not going my way, you know? And that struggle, struggle slows the process down. So I like to run away from problems. If I feel that I'm not happy in a situation, I'm ready to go and just leave. And I don't be caring. I just, I'm just, you know, like run, run away. You know what I mean? Like just running away. So 
That being said, I ended up running away. I was traveling to state to state, just trying to find my peace. Um, but every time I would go state to state, I always bump into people who is in the industry. So that kept me active. You know, I, so that being said, guys, that is my admirable moment. I hope that inspired someone out there. Uh, just know that I've gained a lot of opportunity when I went to this event. Um, if you have any questions, comment below. If you have any questions at all, you know, of how I even got to this event, all the above, make sure to comment below. You can also send me DMs on my Instagram, A Moment With Ta, but reach out to me and also follow my podcast, A Moment With Ta, and you know, send me voice notes. But again, that is my admirable moment of the day. So that being said, let's come over to a humorous moment because you know your girl always gotta set the humor. Um, like, why do I choose humor, guys? Because a lot of people can't take me. My humor, my sense of humor is very high. Like I say, I am, they call me crazy tea. I'm a little crazy, I just don't like using that word. So, you know, I'm, I have a very high sense of humor and a lot of things are funny to me. I'm a logic girl, like I'm really smart. I may not make smart moves at times, but I'm really smart. And um, it's just a lot of things that are funny to me, you know? So this is gonna be another stand-up comedy session. One second stand-up, you know, gotta get y'all laughing. And we are gonna talk about the blue checks. Let me tell y'all something. If I hear one more person get mad about the blue checks, y'all all canceled. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because just like Clubhouse, for an example, you know, as you can see, it's invite only, but it's not brand new. They've been already charging. They just finally opened up to the public on the same process. You get what I'm saying now? I'm just letting y'all know that because y'all behinds over here boohoo crying about blue checks. Y'all ain't boohoo crying about blue checks. Y'all just mad because you gotta pay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I was the same way. I felt the same way because ain't nobody trying to pay nothing. I'm over here still a, a struggling nomad, traveling, trying to figure life out, trying to get my money right. But at the same token, Kevin Hart is paying someone to do his social media. <laughs> so while you guys are worrying about paying a monthly fee for your blue check, just know that there's a blue checked, verified, well-known celebrity who is paying for one person to manage all his platforms. So again, stop tripping over the whole blue check thing. If you ain't got the money, just be quiet. <laughs> now, that being said, guys, I love you guys so much. That one was pretty long. It was supposed to be a minute. I don't know how long that was. But that was more an informal humor, okay? Your girl got her blue check. I'm almost with top. Follow me on Instagram if you want that fast promo interaction okay that being said guys i love you guys so much make sure to share subscribe promote 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 look where y'all see me at right now is not going to be me in six months so i don't want you to start to get to the point where you start to see that fame monster come out of me because you wasn't with me when i was shooting in the gym you better be with me when i'm shooting in the gym now Support it now before it goes up. That being said, I love you guys so much. I will see you next Tuesday. And remember, God before anything. 
You heard me. Stay blessed. Mwah. Hello, my amazing podcast family. Hope all is well. That being said, welcome to season three, Keeping It Tall, talk show. I keep it true, admirable, and humorous. Thanks for watching. Tune in every Tuesday. And remember, God before anything. You heard me? Let's get it. Mwah.